All right, and welcome back to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with me, your host, Adam, and my metal brother-in-arms, Orion. How you doing, buddy? Buddy, I am feeling good. I am feeling loose. I'm feeling saucy. I'm ready to do it. Yes, as am I. I had some uh, pre-episode 50 beers with you before we started this so this is this gonna be an episode one for the record books indubitably indubitably let's let's kick this off with a little pre-show precursor behind the curtains we hit up triple crossing brewery together we went to the midlothian location where we had a what a falcon punch ipa falcon Falcon Smash. smash Followed by a Falcon. Space Falcon. Space Falcon. Followed by a West Coast Falcon. Tropical no. Falcon. Tropical, Tropical Falcon. Falcon. We had many much Falks IPA West Coast dishes. Talked about the trajectory of TMO. Talked about everything up until this point. TMO. Talked about work. TMO. And we embedded some good old Falcon IPAs up into that convo. And here we are. Yes, here we are. Just 50 episodes in. This is pretty pretty wild that we've been doing it for I mean, legit almost a year now. So, Yeah, my, my, my uh, over-under was five apps before I drove to your house and punched you in the nuts. And so far, we're, we're almost a year in, buddy. And that hasn't happened quite yet. Not yet. Just wait till we go see Metallica, which is just so over soon. a month away. I feel like it was yesterday that I was texting you like, hey, are you willing to spend an exorbitant amount of money to go see Metallica? By the way, I need your answer in the next 30 minutes. And Here's my credit was- card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. There are no ifs, uh, ands, or buts about it. Yes. Yep. And fucking here we are. July 1st is this Saturday. It's almost time to go. It's almost time to start, you know, washing the lucky undies. It's almost time for showtime, baby. We're, we're getting close. It's time to just dust off the BV. Yeah, I need to I need to grab the and old... It's never uh, been washed. And just give it a go. One, two, just spritz of... Here's the old Febreze, the old Febreze linen spray, and get the old um, what is that shit called? I have a bunch of them. The uh, linen rollers. What is that shit? Gets like the hairs. Lint roller. Lint roller. That's it. Get the lint roller out. I might have a few more. Oh, I should probably probably speed ship a couple more patches before the show. Although they may have some sick patches at the show that I had to scoop. We'll see. I'm sure the merch booth will be exquisite. It's just going to be load and reload patches. I'll buy one, baby. I love it's, load. It, there's and no reload. name. It's just literally splooge patches. That's it. If it, if there's a fixer patch, I drop a hundo on it easy. Yeah. So like, big, just like the big F X X X E R. The X goes like, all like, the way across the back. Yeah. Just like, no, like you do the big like bottom rocker for the patch or like one that goes on top of your collar. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. I'd buy one. No doubt. And Chris just has like a big old splooge from low, just the big solid back patch. It just says mm-hmm. splooge. Chris has a ride the lightning back patch, actually. He'd be like, how about ride the load? 
<laughs> ride the load. That's uh, that's Gross. nasty. That's nasty. All right. So this week, to kind of celebrate fifty episodes, episode is titled "The Road So Far." Ryan and I wanted to kind of just go back down memory lane, talk about previous episodes, talk about the metal journey, talk about concerts, talk about shit we've done together, talk about shit we haven't done together, and just have a good old just Tom fuckery episode. No music, just shit talking the whole time. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, Orion. So we've done up to now forty nine episodes, and I'm just going through it real quickly. Real quick with you. So, we had our introductory episode. Welcome to the Metal Oasis. We did Trivium's The Crusade. Scream Aim Fire by Bullet My Valentine. Fire Up the Blades by Three Inches of Blood. Apex by Unleash the Archers. The Scattering of Ashes by Into Eternity. I'm going to pause there for a second. Because we did Unleash the Archers. And we were drinking. the. In- let, let's roll back the curtain now that it's episode 50. We were yeah. a couple of crispies in. And then you cracked a couple more crispies and you're like, let's jump right into scattering ashes. And I was like, you know what, buddy? I got to fly to Seattle in like two days. Let's just fucking go for it. And we jumped immediately into scattering of ashes. So rolling back the curtain, we did apex and scattering of ashes back to back. So that is. So apex was edited down to a minute 56. Oh, she mean an an hour hour 56. Yeah. How long was scattering? Scattering is pretty long, buddy. It's yeah, that was uh, also an hour. That was an hour fifty. We spent so, almost four hours recording that night. <laughs> God. <laughs> yes, and that was a uh, got a little whew. loose by the end. Definitely loose. loose. Definitely loose. Then we had uh, we wrapped remain mm-hmm. by in flames with shoals. Uh, the black halo by Camelot with Chris. Then we had our first. Draft, which is a fucking ton of bl- a blast. That was a Metallica fantasy draft with Billy and Chris. Billy and Chris, yep. We had Avenged Sevenfold, the self-titled 07 album with uh, Tom from last week. Yep. And then we decided to just go into a huge left turn with Death Clock, their debut, quote-unquote, the Death album. And then we had Anthony on for As Daylight Dies by Killswitch and Gage. And then the notorious Lucky 13... Hybrid God. theory with Lincoln by Lincoln Park. I'm and going to reach out to uh wait, Voodoo Ranger. That's um wait, why can't I think of the brewery? Who is Voodoo Fucking, Ranger? Uh, uh that's um Oh, Chris is probably just turning on that's, uh, New, New Belgium. Med- yeah. I'm gonna reach out to New Belgium and be like, hey, come to uh, uh come to uh fucking Asheville regularly. Do not sponsor our, our podcast. Because if Adam has a sniff of Voodoo Ranger, all hell breaks loose. Yes. Wait, hold on. I, back up. So, no, Anthony was not on the yeah, I was gonna say, Kel, uh, Yeah, that was... Uh, wait, it was just us two, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. I don't remember. It's been almost a year. We don't have the memory for that anymore. But I'm pretty sure it was yeah. just us two. Why did we do that album? Because you were like, oh, I love Killswitch. This is the best album in the world. I wouldn't have picked that album though. Who I had to go back and listen. Hold you on. picked that album. No, I wouldn't have picked that album. But you literally did pick that album. I did pick that album. Hold on. Hold please. 
<laughs> I gotta go back into the spreadsheet. Adam's pick takes us to the second outing with Howard James. Interesting. The evidence is stacked against you, my friend. You're right. It was just us. Yeah, and it was just you who picked it. How the fuck would I have picked that album? <laughs> it's a great album. It's a great I mean, it's album. Great. Like, it's fun. No, yeah, but all right. Anyway, so going back, yeah, so it wasn't Azula Dies. It was Anthony joined us for, for Atlas, Atlas by yes. Parkway Drive. Yes, okay. And then we had uh, leading up to our just wham bam, just concert extravaganza. I need to post the pictures. I have fucking awesome videos and pictures from us being on stage for Trivium that I really need to post. I'm really bad about posting on social media in general. It's like every few months I post something. But I have on stage pictures and videos of us with Trivium. Yeah, you showed me. I was with you. Yeah, I know you were because you were on stage with me. I'm saying we have awesome videos and pictures that I have not yet posted. You should post them. I'll post them tomorrow. All right. Uh, Anyway, so... We had the Trivium Fantasy Settlers Draft, which is one of our top episodes. That was, uh, that was a lot with, of fun, uh, man. With Matt and Neil, who came to the show with us. Then we did the our first tour review from the Trivium. They show. loved our um, set list draft when we talked about the wheel. Paulo, in particular, was very intrigued yeah, by so our set list wheel. It. He was like, oh, yes. so like you do wheel to pick, like choose this or that? Like You pick a random song? I was like, no, no. We use the wheel to determine the order in which we pick songs. And then I got into a very long discussion with Matt about Half Sumo, who uh, is one of their main, one of his main brand sponsorships. And that's where their banner comes from. And all of my jujitsu gear is from Half Sumo. It's a cool brand. Anyways, moving on. Well, so they, right. So we saw them, I think, what, on a Tuesday or a third? No, Thursday, I think it was. Yeah, and then the next week we saw yeah, and that gods Sunday, themselves. Saw Iron Maiden with the Legacy of the Beast. Um, God, that show is fucking awesome. And then uh, we had like the Halloween ish episodes. Went into a little touched by the Crimson King, second yep. album by Demons and Wizards. Yep. Uh, then we went into Death Metal with Symbolic by Death, one of the best albums we've done. Followed by one and of the worst it, albums we've done. Uh, episode 20 was uh, Dark Passion Play by Nightwish. Had uh, my friend Rachel on. And- yeah, shout out to Rachel for uh, also joining me in bashing just how bad this album So she texted me actually just yesterday. She's like, so when's my redemption episode to get a better talk about Nightwish? Because that album sucked ass. Hey, tell her like, to well, submit like three to five albums she wants to do and we can mull it over. I would love to do a redemption episode with her where it's an album that all of us like, and it's not just her not being like, this is pretty shitty. Well, we've got one coming down the pipe, so I think it'd be a good one. Um, okay. And then we did the Panic Broadcast by Soil Work. Banger. And then just out of left field, our first uh, classic rewind with Sad Wings of Destiny by Judas Priest, which is... One one of our best episodes to date, and it's just so surprising. Of all ep- all the episodes so far, it is still just riding high. I made a joke, I think, and we talked about this at the brewery shortly before recording this episode, that I think I made a joke at the beginning of, yeah, people, so many people are going to flock to Sad Wings. What a, you know, what a strong choice that so many people are going to know. Uh, randomly enough, yes, it is. 
I mean, again, this is a 10 out of 10 Mount Rushmore adjacent album for me, but I did not anticipate this to be one of our more popular episodes. There's some science to this that we're going to have to dive into and figure out what happened. Maybe it's length. It's one of our shorter episodes. Yeah, it is. It was only um, an hour 37, which we've been definitely doing better about You know, trying to get them under sub two, which we have been. And then um, you look at the next one, which is how long? Uh, let's see. And then one of my favorite albums, The Hymn of a Broken Man, uh, by Times of Grace, we had Tom back on coming in at a, just <laughs> basically sub three hours, three hours two Subs- hours and 59 minutes. If you wanted to, you had two choices. You can either watch Lord of the Rings Return of the King or listen to our recording of him of a broken man. But I'm glad that Tom joined us for that one. That was fun, man. I had only heard a little bit of them and likely just from sitting in a room with you that I had a chance to actually listen to that album. It was great, man. That was a great time. I think that's where you and a little bonnet running across the field comes from. I think so. <laughs> Uh, and then we had our first Christmas episode, which was just a fucking blast. Dude, uh, a Christmas Carol by Majestica. I love how I was talking with you about that. With Shout out my buddy Garrett talking about songs that are Christmas adjacent. And you're like, man, I am digging this Majestica Christmas album. And us being like, yeah, let me hear what do these songs with this and the other. And you're like, dude, this Christmas Carol album by Majestica is amazing. And we're like, yeah, yeah, like we'll, we'll choose some Christmas songs. And they're like, the day before we record, you're like, dude, let's only do the Christmas Carol album. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Let's do it. And it was so much fun. I, I loved it. It was. It was a fun just blast just of talking about the the story and the fact that it was like just power metal laden and just, uh, what was the song? Oh, it was like the second ghost song. I can't remember what it is, but it was just a fucking blast. Uh, but that was a fun one. And then we wrapped up 2022 with um, just our, you know, year in review. Talked about our Spotify set list, our top 100 songs. or And that was just a lot of fun just kind of going down, I guess, memory lane then, you know. Yep. Which is hard to believe was six months ago. And then... We kicked off the new year with one of our absolute favorite albums of all time, Shogun by Trivium. And then a shout out to Matt Hafey for giving us a cool shout out for the Metal Oasis podcast. We got to start. We got to take a little clip, a little snippet of that. Start throwing it in some more eps because we got that sick shout out from Matt Hafey for the podcast. We got to throw that into some more eps. That was an excellent Christmas gift from you to me. Uh, To us. yeah, to us, TMO. And then we had uh, Pobiak on for the first uh, episode with Deep Blue by Parkway Drive, one of my all-time favorite albums. Great album. And, and spurred the idea for the Mount Rushmore thing. And then uh, we had a little you know, Metal side adjacent. podcast. Yeah, a little podcast you know, collaboration with Dude, our let's buddy get James. James. Let's get James back in here, man. We need to. And, uh, James from the Coffee and Sugar podcast uh, doing... Uh, Common Courtesy by Date to Remember, a little pop punk, and then just another left turn just down to your realm with Gojira from Mars of Sirius. What an interesting... Banger. Banger album. It's hard to believe that was already, you know, five months ago. Um, I know. I feel like we just did that. And there's more going to be more Gojira in the pipe. It's got to be. 
And then we had another another fun episode, our top 10 album intros episode, which is, again, one of our top episodes we've done. That was a blast. Just you and I mm-hmm. showcasing our just favorite album intro songs. And we definitely got more. We're going to do album, you know, track two, track three, album closers coming through soon. Um, and then we had Billy back going for our Valentine's Day episode, a little debut from Boulevard Valentine with The Poison. And then... Uh, we had actually just this was the the hiatus from you. We had show, just me and Shoals on for Blood of the Saints by Power Wolf in preparation for the uh, Power Wolf show that he and I went to, and then to kind of bridge the gap, we just relived some uh, glory days with Inhuman Rampage by Dragon Force, just reliving high school and Guitar Hero, and then uh, Shoals and I had the you know the Power Wolf show tour review. And then you and I get into another classic rewind with Rust in Peace by Megadeth. That was a fun episode. And just learning about the album. And <laughs> Lucretia is probably actually my second favorite song now on that album. It's because of that. Thank you, Chris. Uh, then we go into uh, The Sea of Tragic Beasts by Fit for an Autopsy. We've got Matt back on. For a little redemption, for uh, not much 20- redemption, <laughs> there wasn't no because you and I then got into it. You just redirected about, your rage to me instead of Matt for from uh, Meteora uh, by Lincoln Park for their 20th anniversary. Then we uh, just shredded apart the Rolling Stones' greatest 100 metal songs, and then just coming down the pipe. Now we had uh, Twilight of the Thunder God by Amana Marth. And then episode 40, another just, you know, benchmark episode for us. The head-to-head debate where you and I just each picked a song with the same song title. Battled out which one won. And uh, who won that round? Who actually won the bout, Orion? Who was that? This guy right here. This guy right here. Although, I still hold, even though I won the overall debate, I still think I won the Halloween fight. I think Chris was just trying to make it a little more neck and neck. I won that Halloween chip. I won that Halloween chip. I'm just saying. You did. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sore loser. <clears throat> Even though you won. Uh, I won. <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh, went into some more metalcore with the Asley Dines uh, in an Ocean Between Us episode. And then our first kind of just like blind listen, first initial reaction episode with 72 seasons mm-hmm. by Metallica. We need to revisit that because admittedly, when we did that episode, might have been the most sleep deprived I've been for an episode we did together. I was so delusional when we recorded that up that I think at the end I mixed up two songs and I was just like, I don't even know what plan I'm on right now. Right before Metallica or maybe on the way to Metallica, we'll talk about it again. I have new feelings about this album. Yeah, we'll talk about it for sure. And then just coming down the alley now, you know, we did uh, the second album from Sabaton, one of my favorite bands, Atero Dominatus. And then in preparation for the Gojira and Mastodon show, we reviewed Fortitude by Gojira, which is where I discovered my love for one of the greatest songs ever written, Amazonia. Uh, still a banger to this day. Uh, then we did a tour review with Chris for again, Mastodon and Gojira, the Mega Monsters tour. Had another classic rewind. Looking at The Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden, probably their best album ever released. Followed up with uh, Iron Maiden Light-esque with uh, Rise to Remains. Single, 
only debut album, City of Vultures. Then we had our just absolute shit show of an episode, the Mount Rushmore of our metal journey. We had uh, Chris, Billy, Shoals, Matt, and Pubiak on the episode, just talking about our four greatest songs of our metal career. And then last week we had, you know, a kind of an initial blind reaction, first peek at Life is But a Dream. By Avenged Sevenfold, we had Tom from Shout Out Loudcast on with us again. It's their, his third appearance. That was an absolute blast. Uh, that episode's doing pretty well, too. It's up there. So, it's just, it's so weird to think, man, that our first episode was released July 17, 2022. And here we are, end of June 2023 coming up and we've got so much in the pipe coming down with content and just thoughts we wanted and we've gotten so much better more comfortable on the mic i think i know i have personally of just trying to figure out you know, what can we talk about make it fun for the listeners you know we've i want to give a shout out to uh to all of our dedicated listeners that, that know been listening week in week out uh, i know matt you know big dedicated fan always shares our stuff we definitely appreciate that uh, Chris, you know, your brother, you know, that's probably some nepotism, but we definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, and just everyone over in the UK, the Netherlands, and then, you know, our, our boy, number one, the Lord of Sweden, old King Robert himself. Right, holding I mean, it down. Definitely appreciate that. We don't know what that means to us to, to see all the listeners, you know, not just in the US, but from around the world we got somebody or several listeners in in singapore and germany canada poland switzerland austria it's just pretty cool to see how far our reach has gone just in a year i remember the first time we had someone just from another country i was like what and i was like oh it's canada good enough you ryan's cousin <laughs> <laughs> but and i remember i think it was uh actually on that three inches of blood episode you know when i we tagged yeah we saw three inches of blood from Brian blades and it was just like there's one listener from Canada. Is that the band? <laughs> and then they liked our post. I was like, holy shit, it's the band. <laughs> it's that. It wasn't them. I don't know. But who knows? Maybe it was, maybe it was Camp Pipes. Who knows? It was him. So, he was like, those are the fuckers. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So, you know, again, <laughs> we definitely appreciate all the listeners that have been doing this week in and week out. I mean, it's not, you know, blowing smoke or whatnot. It is pretty cool. I mean, I think for two guys from just, you know, Virginia, here in the U.S. and just seeing the reach we're getting across the globe, you know, even if it's only just a couple of guys out there, it's just fucking cool. We definitely want to hear from you. Let us know your feedback. It's, it's definitely, uh, you know, this is our mental journey. and We want to share with everybody else and see what their Absolutely. mental journey, if it's me or in ours. So to kind of just, you know, for the for episode 50 again, we want to just kind of just bullshit around and just talk about, you know, concerts well, and experiences we had, new albums, yeah. Or new shit we may have been listening to here recently. I've, I've got some things I wanted to kind of share that I mean, Ryan may like or not, but um, probably not. But yeah, probably not. But no. Uh, but you know, I want to talk about that that um, the three inches of blood thing real quick. Go on. Yes. What do you want to say about that? So I got two things. First, just in a holistic metal journey, the the, the road so far, right? This has been so much fun and what i love the most about this is that just getting to hang with my best friend have some beers just kick it talk about metal we got some big things on the horizon right like i view this first year as kind of our beta test of just getting this going testing the rope see how things feel we, we got some big things on the horizon i think we're really 
getting into our groove, getting things moving. We're at a, a kind of a turning point, right? With getting this podcast really moving and grooving. And we got some we got some sweet things on the horizon. So stay tuned for that. So I just wanted to call that out real quick. Back to three inches of blood. Two of my some of my only memories at Alley Cats. One, I saw this band. Oh, it was a bunch of fucking nerds. I think they were called Angelus. Uh saw you bastard. <laughs> saw that was my band! And Pobiak, another frequent guest star. Saw you guys there. Fast forward, I want to say two years later, saw three inches of blood at Alley Cats, which later became Kingdom. Is that right? Saw that them. That's correct. Yes, that's correct. I don't remember who opened for Three Inches of Blood, but it was one of the first shows. Job for a Cowboy. That's right. Job for a Cowboy. We went there. One of the first shows we went to together. <clears throat> Adam and I are right up front. And when I say up front, well, I need you. Yeah, to- yeah. Let, let us let us lay the lay the stage, so to say. I'm gonna try to make a couple of references, and these are gonna be again very geographically limited. But we're we're talking about the DMV area, right? So we're looking at the Norva, and for the few of you, basically Matt and Chris, who will know this reference, Jacks in Springfield, Virginia. Imagine the Norva or the Jacks cut in half and even more condensed, and that is Alley Cats. Yeah, and- yeah take like a 2,000-person venue, cut it in half, take out any AC and or heat, Yes, and then condense your li- your actual space from yes. one giant floor area to three floors into like a giant tube you know a la you know was it Ju- um judge dread right it's a giant tower it's only three floors but i think the pit itself was maybe maybe like 50 by 30 feet if that. i mean very tiny very I'm trying tiny. to remember the year we saw them but anyway, it was 2012, 2013. So it was after um, Long Live Heavy Metal came out. Was that right? Or was it before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's when I became the metal woman. That's right. You did become the metal woman. Adam, for those of you who know, many in, in our fraternity would know you as metal woman. Or I'm sorry, as Clam Clam. However, I had a separate nickname for you, which was Metal Woman. Uh, made so by the song by Three Inches of Blood. Anyways, see Three Inches of Blood. Finally. Actually, this is my second time seeing Three Inches of Blood, but our yeah, first yeah, time it was together. my second time too, and it was yep. so cool because I saw them at Mayhem, yep. which we'll talk about our Mayhem experiences later yes. on. But yeah, Shoals and I saw them at May. It was just me and Shoals. We saw them at Mayhem, and I was right up on the barricade, just having the time of my life. Yep. And then one day, you know, we get the notification: Three Inches of Blood coming to the Kingdom in Richmond, Virginia. I'm like, oh, dude. That is within walking distance of us. We are absolutely going. 100%. We probably cracked some PBRs, had a few crispy oh, boys, yep. had a few crispies, and then there we go. They're about to come on stage. We rock in a couple of shows. You and I are likely shithoused. We are hands on the stage. Cam is busting out his vocals. Our All faces. Right, hold on. All right, we take oh. hands on the stage again. This is a small venue. Like the stage is like up to your waist. Yes, like you it can is like like and lay we are across not, it. Standing, we are not the tallest. We are not the tallest dudes. I wouldn't go so far as to say we're hobbits, but we're definitely like, you know, on the shorter scale. Anyways, 
we're touching the stage and we can't hear a fucking thing happening from the lead vocalist. It's very muted. And Adam and I are signaling to Cam Pipes like, hey, dog, like, you know, turn your voice, your vocals up. And at first he's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, like, cool. And then after a couple of songs, he's like, hey, you're right up on the fucking monitors. Back up and you can hear me. And I remember thinking two, fe- I had two feelings. One, this was utterly hilarious. We're just getting shit on by the lead singer, Three Inches of Blood, right now for being a couple of drunk assholes. And then two, man, I feel so bad that we're two of the four Three Inches of Blood fans at this show. And we're those guys really. Like, we can't hear you. We're standing directly in front of you and we can't hear you. Uh, but it was super fun, and the rest of the show was was fantastic, and everyone sounded great. Uh, but yeah, that was a funny memory for me, just being like, we can't hear you. Back the fuck up, and you'll be able to hear me. Yeah, because that was like one of the first shows. It was me, you, Inkstrom, and Scholes. That was so much fun, dude. God, that was so fun. On a similar, you know, as we kind of go on this, this is a banter app. We're just kind of letting, you know, no Let holds fly, barred. Bud. Let it fly. I remember one of my favorite memories from undergrad was I went to, I can't remember if they lived together or they just hung out. It was Scholes and Ingstrom. They may have been roommates at the time. Went to their house and we were like, ah, oh, shit, we have all this fraternity shit we need to do. I was having a rough time with like relationship stuff. There was like a bunch of stuff going on. They were just like drinking and hanging out and watching Metalocalypse. And we're like, you know what? Okay, let's make a couple of G&Ts, a couple of gin and tonics, watch an episode of Metalocalypse. I kid you not. We spent seven hours watching Metalocalypse and drinking all day. And we like shirked all responsibilities. And it is one of my favorite memories from college was literally just us sitting in the living room being like, you know what? Fuck everything. Let's just drink and watch this goofy show and listen to some metal together. It was awesome. It was awesome. So I very much cherish that memory. It was a good day. Yeah. I mean, I... When it comes to Metalocalypse, I remember just sitting in my apartment and just and just watching like them on YouTube. Like you, I would like would watch YouTube clips, like five minute clips, and then just like piece together like the eighteen minute episode with those. It was just it was stupid. Then I realized that you know you can just come over to our house and just watch Adult Swim and watch it for free. I'm like, oh sweet, I'll do that. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, let's. Let's dive into a few more shared memories, and then maybe we can just kind of talk about like disparate metal memories in general. You want to talk about Mayhem real quick? Sure, go ahead. I don't remember a lot about Mayhem. The year that you, me, Scholes, Hobiak, several others, question mark, many question marks. I don't remember who was at this show. I have a few memories, and I might be mixing shows together. It has to have been May, uh, Mayhem 2011. Okay. So who I was think. there? Like well, of let's our find friend out real quick. All right, so let, let, let's metal was it Mayhem Fest 2011. Mayhem Fest of all. So I remember and I think I'm mixing shows. But things that jump out at me are Megadeth, um Unearth, Suicide Silence and Dragon Force. So Dragon Force was the year before no, it was two years before. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to keep track. Dragon Force was 2018. 
Yeah, Dragon Force was 2018. That should be. I've seen. No, I've seen Dragon Force. Oh, okay, yeah. That was 2008. So, 2008 was uh, the Red Cord, 36 Crazy Fist, Suicide Solution, Black Tide, Under Oath, Walls of Jericho. Wow. Five Finger Death Punch, Airborne, and Machine Head. And then the main stage was Macedon, Dragon Force, Disturbed, and Slipknot. And that was the summer I, I was graduated. That, that was the summer I had graduated high school. And I was, I was, it was the band. We all, it was me, Billy, Shoals, uh, Pobiak, and Tony. We all went and we left before fucking Slipknot. I was not and in was that like, show because I would have seen Slipknot. Well, I, I'm, again, when we talk about Slipknot later, I was like, I'm not a huge fan, but I would have loved to have seen the show. And we didn't see him. Bastards. Um, 2009 was Whitechapel, Black Dahlia Murder, Joffrey Cowboy Behemoth, Cannibal Corpse, God Forbid, All Remains Trivium, um, Blue Mario Valentine, Kill Switch, Slayer, and Marilyn Manson. And we nope. stayed for Kill Switch and then left for. Because it was Slayer and Marilyn Manson, what? and that was the you, band you and my girlfriend. Slayer, yeah, I, I know. Fools. But that Fools. was also the show where I got a concussion because I was crowd surfing to Down from the Sky. It was my first time ever crowd surfing, and I was going through. Had the just a fucking blast. Went to the got went to the very back. I was like, "Put me up, put me up," and they threw me up again. And I got maybe maybe five ten feet. And just a giant pit opened up on the asphalt, and I just got yeeted, just hurled into this open pit. And guess who's to catch me? No one. Just landed on my noggin. And I was like, that sucked. Got up, and then the adrenaline was running through me. And afterwards, I was going to stand. I was standing a lot to get an autograph by Trivium. And then, like, my head just started pounding, fucking pounding. And we had tickets underneath the awning. And I was just sitting there and like everyone like Billy Shoals, my baby, they're like, hey, we're gonna go out to the to the you know, standing room to the to the lawn to go crowds uh, to like mosh and everything. I was like, Y'all have fun dude. like I can't stand right now. And I remember like me and my girlfriend were like having a, like we were like she came with us. She was being a fucking bitch. Um and we were on the ins and outs and everything and then like I should not have driven home. Like again, I wasn't drinking, but I just had the concussion. I shouldn't have been driving because it was late at night. The lights and everything, you know, drop everybody off, take my girlfriend back, or I guess we, I don't know. I guess we were dating at the time, whatnot. Take her back to her house, and she said some shit, and I was I, <laughs> like, it, it was just a, I, I, it was fucking awful. Like I remember, like just one like fight somebody because we she and i were getting a huge argument about something after that show and about how it was you know being an asshole to wear at the show but all i remember is like just that and getting concussed at that show um but then in 2010 would have been that was a show that me and shoals went solo because we saw rob zombie and corn lamb of god and five finger death punch three out of those four would be great but then the next year, I think, was also me and Shoals because we saw 
uh, Megadeth got smacked and disturbed. We also saw Trivium in Flames. But 2011, I think I went to that show, but that was not the show we saw. Yeah, it was definitely... Because you were not there for Disturbed, right? And Godsmack? I've seen Disturbed before, but I think that might have been a different show that I saw them. Because 2012... Because 2012 would have been my first active semester that summer, and it was Slipknot Slayer, Motorhead, Devil Wears Prada, Asley Dying, Oxen Alexandria. Nope. Didn't go to that one. I think I went to 2011. It had to be the 2011 one, because that one, I remember getting the... Yeah, that's what it was because I remember getting the CD and it was there was Red Fang, Kingdom of Sorrow, Unearth, um, Straight Line Stitch, All Shall Perish, Suicide Silence, Testament, who replaced In Flames for that show, mm-hmm. um, Hate Breed, Trivium, Machine Head, Megadeth, Godsmack, and Disturbed. Yes, that yeah. So 2011, yeah, because that was my summer going into VCU. So the, the summer, so Mayhem 2011 is our just chaotic event. Yes. Yes. I think that was the one because I remember Unearth one of the first things that I encountered going to Mayhem was showing up because Unearth played side stage. And I remember getting to Mayhem being like, all right, let's fucking party. 30 seconds after getting there, someone crowd surfed for Unearth on the side stage, and I got kicked directly in the center bullseye of my face. The dude kicked me right at the bottom of my schnoz, and I just started bleeding everywhere within, like, literally. Showed up, got out of the car. I was like, okay, let's do it. Go to buy beer, kicked in the face, bleeding everywhere. I do remember that distinctly. Yeah, I just remember just being hot. and It was very hot. The only other thing I've been, I think we may have talked about on the Drag Force episode, was when me and Billy were there and seeing Sam Topman and Herman Lee on the back of a golf cart in 2008. Mm-hmm. Like, we we're just like casually walking around, you know, Virginia Pavilion or whatever the fuck it was called. And then seeing him by, I was like, holy shit. And I started running. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm not going to, I've made it like maybe. Maybe five feet. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna run. Like, this, I, I'm looking like an idiot trying to chase these guys down on a golf cart. We're like, I love you guys. They're like, who are you? <laughs> who are best. you? You English know who accent. else was a big fan of doing that? Is James Hetfield. He does that at a Ryan Fest. At least the year that Dan Ryan and I went, and Zach was there too. When they, uh, or not Zach. Um, I can't remember his name, but we we were. At the show, and James Hetfield hops in a golf cart, and he just starts riding around. He's throwing water at people, and he did, which is really cool. It was actually really great, especially during Orion Fest, that a lot of the side stage bands or openers, like uh, Red Fang and several others before they were fairly big, randomly different members from Metallica would just come out and just like jam with them or come hang out or whatever the case would be. So I remember during Red Fang... James Hetfield just came out onto the stage. It was just like talking to people and stuff, which was cool. I can't wait for James Hetfield to be cruising through MetLife, you know, stadium parking lot. I'm like, oh, hey, guys, sweet back patches. Do you have a podcast? <laughs> Do you have a podcast? I will say, this is a total side tangent. I'm excited for the entire Metallica show in general. 
Friday night in particular has the loins feeling tight. Seeing Pantera and Metallica in one night is going to be fucking amazing. I can't wait. Sunday, I can't wait for Metallica, and that's all I'll say. Who's the opener for Sunday? Uh, I don't know. Shithole band one and two. Uh, it's fucking five finger death punch. Unless, fingers crossed, they're not able to make it. Um, <laughs> I would frankly rather a message come across the recording and be like, sorry, five finger death punch couldn't make it. Here's local radio for the next 45 minutes. Like, I would gladly take that over. I would rather hear Imagine Dragons pre recorded than five finger death punch. That Just, is a bold statement. I'm dead. I would rather. I'd rather that be playing because then at least I can at least be standing in line at the merch with the Metallica and playing. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like I'm going to commute to work right now and just wait. I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss anything fun. Yeah. I'm not going to miss anything of, of, of value. Yeah. So what else have we done? Concert wise. Yeah. Well, we've seen Trivium umpteenth times. Yes. Uh, funny memories from that, of which there are many. Uh, many of which have been brought up on this podcast before. I still remember one of the, the, I mean, there's a bunch, but the, what, three times we saw them in Baltimore? Was it two or three? I can't remember. It was three years. It was, it was, the, it was the three, three years in a row, right? It was a three peat yes. at Soundstage. I remember we got to, the first time we were there, we got our hotel. And we're like, oh, shit, let's take up this view. And we opened the blinds. And it's just the brick wall of the building adjacent to the hotel. Really yeah, because we, yeah, we met up with some girl, uh, some a friend of ours from VCU, who I think was living up there at the time. We got lunch and um, before the show, and then went back and was just drinking Red Stag. Yep, we had uh, Red Stags and energy drinks and Mountain Dew. It's just the worst combination in the world. Yep, it was. And then that's when you had the not your father's root beers. Yeah, dude, I don't know what happened. We had several beers, and I we got to the show. Excuse you. And I had several beers. Oh no, we, we all had several beers. Okay, yeah, I thought you meant like. Well, I was drinking beer at the show. No, no, no. We had several beers going into sodas. the show, and then we got to the show, and I was like, "Well, what do you what do y'all have?" Like, I was like, I I asked because I wanted you know like their tap list. And they did. They were like, oh, we have cores, we have this or that. And they're like, and we have not your father's root beer. I was like, what the fuck? That's so weird. Yeah, let me get one of those. And then that is all I drank for the rest of the night. So by the time Trivium came on stage, I was shithoused. I you not had your father's root beers. I had so many of them. You had six of them. Yeah. And they were not like the little, like, you know, 12 ounce cans. It was like a 22 ounce pour. <laughs> And to be fair, not, before anyone's like, who oh, no, you for the droop your those shits are like six percent at least. Yeah, like, it was like, like six decent. and a half percent. And yeah. it was just like alcohol Super sugar. Sweet. They were it was yeah. like a hot, like a cold, thick syrup. And at one point I was like, Hey, go grab me one. You came back, it was like, I got you one. It was like two of them I was like, I guess I'm drinking this. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, it was tough to yeah, get down, I but so we powered through it. And then we left the show. And I remember just like wandering around, wandering around Baltimore at like 1 a.m. Great idea. And I ordered pizza. Yes. And, and we were also standing by the speakers the whole night, which yep. is terrible for my hearing. And I think I 
finally I saw tinnitus. Like about now. Yep. And get a text message, phone call, whatever. The guy is down in the lobby with our pizza. Take it back upstairs. You and I are just laying in bed. I think the TV went to 100. Oh, no. It absolutely did. Because yeah. like, I can't hear it. I'm like, one, <laughs> we are shithoused. Two, we've been standing in sort of a giant speaker for like the last six hours. We can't hear anything. And here we are watching Shark Tank at like 1 a.m., blasting the volume at 100. And I'm just like, Adam, Adam, we're at max volume. I we can't were- hear it. I can't hear it. It's so like we were just like eating pizza in bed because we were too cheap to get two twin beds. So just you and I in a king size bed eating pizza. It's hot <laughs> as fuck outside. So we're just in our underwear. Just the fans blasted at 60. Eating pizza, TV's on 100, just drinking a beer. I think I cracked it, took a sip, and then yeah. passed out. Yep. <laughs> and I was punching you because you had the remote. And I'm like, Adam, it's at 100. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get a knock on the door? Like, can you turn it down? I think, I think we probably got a couple of noise complaints. Like, I don't know what you're doing there. I'm like, we're just two dudes in our 20s. We're fucking wasted in our underwear. <laughs> well, then the next year was. Yeah, so then the next year we went and saw it was them with Sa- Trivium with Sabaton. Is that when we wives. brought the ladies? Yeah. Well, at yeah. that time it was. Were you married yet? I was married, yeah. I was not. Not yet. But we brought the women's. Brought yeah. The women. It was Sabaton and Huntress. Rest in peace to the lead singer of Huntress. Wasn't it Huntress and Sabaton and then Trivium? Sure. Yeah. I remember. I remember we skipped Huntress. No, no, no. We, we saw part of. We saw. We parsed. There was an opener before Huntress because we saw Huntress. No, because I remember walking in the front door. No, we saw Huntress. I know we did. Shut up. We no, you're walked wrong. In the front door. No, we walked in the front door and Sabaton. Wait, did they tour Sabaton twice? You might be mixed. I think Sabaton came to the show that uh, Arch Enemy was at. No, because I saw maybe they, they open for Arch Enemy. Who Sabaton? Yeah. No, you know what? Hold on. Look it up, because there was one time where it, we walked in, and Sabaton was literally coming on stage with Ghost Division, and I was like, "Orion, Ghost Division!" It is like sprinted to the pit. It was Trivium just and, down and, and and uh. Trivium with Sabaton and Huntress. We yes, must we have shown up for part of Huntress. Huntress. We no, saw we part of Huntress. No, 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 no. In. I saw, I'm telling you, we probably missed half of Huntress's set, but they played several songs before they left because we saw them perform. Maybe that was it. We went outside because it was hot and then came back inside. No, I don't no, no. Know. Hold on. I'm going to backpedal because I'm. Rem- uh, this is the pieces are coming together. All right, first perfect. time we it's saw coming, it's all coming back to you now, Celine. Get it. First time we saw Trivium, when it was just you and I, and we were a couple of brun- uh, a couple of drunk assholes. Do you remember this? Rolling into soundstage, we saw Trivium and company bringing in their equipment. Yes. Yes. And I was like, oh, oh, oh um, oh, be cool. But you were uh, like, play it cool. <laughs> and you were like, and we were like, do you guys need some help? I'm like, no, that's no thanks. Like. That's cool. And like they were super friendly. Like Matt as always was very friendly and laughed at us. And we were just a couple of goons. Like, oh hey guys. Uh and now I'm pretty sure that's the same show you got dropped on your dome. Uh and then um the next show was Huntress Sabaton and Trivium. And we showed up a little late because that was during the 
That was one we took forever to get like in Baltimore. Yeah, Sierra, uh, Sierra and I were there, and then yeah, you fucking we were clowns. Me and my now wife. Like, were hey, late. we'll get dinner. We'll hang out. We'll pregame nope, the show. We showed up halfway through the show. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, traffic's terrible. We'll be, we'll see you there. So I was like, man, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. But we still had a great time. It was a blast. I will then, say. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nah. And then what was the next show after that? We saw them for a third time. Uh, I can't remember who they came with. Twenty. Was that, 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 was, that was the Tremonti show. Yes, that was the third time we went. Once again, our 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 betrothed <laughs> slashed wives abandoned us so you and I could go to that show. And that was Tremonti and Trivium. <laughs> <laughs> And then the year, and then following that was one of the, the my two favorite. We've seen Trivium an exorbitant amount of times now. No my two favorite shows that we've seen them at have been the Sin in the Sentence show that we went to the following October, and I'm pretty sure that was in Norfolk. That show was fucking amazing. And then the most recent, or not the most recent, the one before the most recent Dead Man and Dragons tour show where we were on yes. stage. Yes, two best shows we've been to were those two. For Trivium. Those shows were amazing. Like, not even close. Uh, So what's the Tremonti story? (laughs) So we see Trivium. Opener is Tremonti. What is it? Mark Tremonti, the guitarist from Creed. Well, excuse you. From what band? Uh, I'm sorry. The the critically acclaimed band Creed. Um, What albums did they release? They've released My Sacrifice weathered i'm sorry weathered uh, that's the only album that matters uh so what, what what album was released in 1999 oh that would be creed's weathered is it weathered what's in 2001 oh my bad my bad anyways we see tremonti and there's a dude in front of us in i just need to paint the scene again flashback adam and i are the tallest dudes in the world there's a guy in front of us easily six four Rocking his sick Tremonti tour shirt, clearly there to see Tremonti. Adam and I were a few surveys deep. <laughs> Adam will not stop requesting my <laughs> sacrifice. Anybody who's been to a show <laughs> knows those quiet, this is for an opener. Those quiet moments between songs where they're like switching instruments or they're like switching like the back recordings or whatever. That quiet <laughs> moment. Now just imagine this fucking drunk leprechaun just doing like, this. <laughs> my sacrifice! <laughs> Play my sacrifice! <laughs> the whole time. And I had such a smattering of emotions from the don't talk, we're in a movie feeling. To a, I've never been more proud to call you a friend feeling. Just mixed all together. I was like, dude, Adam's going to get his ass kicked at a Tremonti show. <laughs> it was incredible. And then Trivium played a pretty solid set. It was a fun show. Oh, but God, that was so funny. That was so funny. So that guy was so upset. Was he like, was dude, pissed. He was rocking his ball playing- chain necklace and his Tremonti <laughs> tour shirt. It's Tremonti. Calm down. Yep. Yep. Fucking mm. Tremonti. Oh, my God. Oh, we need to see them again. And call back again. The more I think about it, the more annoyed I am about that last Trivium show. Could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot better. 
It was it was definitely in like my bottom third of trivium shows that we've seen. Just being for real. But you know what's well, not gonna be in our You know what's not gonna be in our bottom third? Metallica. Metallica. Two nights, no repeat oh. weekend. Ugh. I'm just gonna cream my pants the whole time. Um I mean, outside of concert, I mean, we, you and I, I think, have pretty much gone to so many concerts together. Mm-hmm. As, have you been to anything that I wasn't with you at? Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of shows. You know, I won't call all of them out. I'll try and think of the more influential shows or, like, biggest shows. So I've seen Megadeth, Metallica. I saw Maiden before we became friends. No, obviously Priest. dipshit. I'm talking about, like, no. you know, in the past couple of years. Like stuff that you know, while we've been, we've been really good years. friends, you know, I don't think there's been any shows that we've missed since we became friends. I saw, hmm, I went to Carolina Rebellion in 2016, so I got to see like Megadeth, Ghost, Trivium, Lamb of God, like all that good stuff. Yeah, I saw Lamb of God at the National, or I'm sorry, at the Norva. I saw Paramount 5000 with Chris, which was actually super. <laughs> Super fun show. I saw Slayer. I don't. You weren't at the, at the Slayer show. Um, first time I saw Gojira, which honestly that was fairly recent, and I think I mentioned this before. One of the best shows I've ever been to was Gojira at the National in Richmond. One of the best. I'll put this on paper now for this episode. The Gojira show that we saw in Richmond in twenty twenty one. I guess it was twenty twenty one. Yeah candidly one of the best shows i've ever been to and had one of the best set lists not just for gojira but like bands that i've seen had one of the best balanced set lists i've ever seen it was one of the few, like you know how you go to shows and you're kind of always that feeling like oh i wish they played blah 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 or i wish it was more of this album or i wish it leaned more into this category from their discography that show in particular i left with no feeling of like oh i wish they blah 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 it was one of the few shows you go to where you're like, yeah, like I have no complaints about the selection of songs from tonight. That was one of the few that comes to mind that I was like, God damn, like that was pretty much a 10 out of 10. Hmm. I remember, I think it was January of 2019. Um, and this is one that uh, uh, Amity Affliction. Mm. Definitely an album I definitely want to do. There's a couple that are pretty big on my list. Um but if they were coming to Baltimore and it was a Friday night or and um it was right before my wife's birthday. And like And you're like, before, have a nice birthday, I'm going to this show. No, 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 the exact opposite. So the night before I said, Hey, look, you have an option. Actually, actually, I think it was a Thursday. I said, hey, look, we can leave work early, drive to Baltimore, and come back that night, or we don't go. And, like, this is your birthday present. You know, if you want to go, it could be your birthday present. If not, we'll figure something else out to do. Um, and she was like, oh, absolutely, we're going. And it was such a strange feeling because, you know, my wife, she likes music I listen to. Um, hates Lorna Shore, uh, but 
for the most part, I've got a pretty cool wife. She listens to metal and she loves Amity Affliction. And like, she and I had gone down a path, you know, showing her some songs. I was like, you definitely need to listen to these songs. It's definitely, you know, provides some clarity in my life. And I just, it's a way I can just talk to you through these songs kind of thing. And it was really impactful. And so we go there and it was so fucking weird, man, because it's like, I'm pushing 30 and I was at the show, like, it was just a bunch of fucking kids. And I'm like, hey, where's the line? And like, it's just these kids, like, with, you know, tattered t shirts, tattered jeans, um, chain wallets. Like, some of them got fucking chokers on the big, like, eight inch platform boots. I'm just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? It's just so fucking weird. And so we finally get in there, like, these other bands, like, I have no desire whatsoever it's these opening bands couldn't tell you who the fuck they were but i remember just seeing up top like hey there was like a like a vip section i was like i went up to I was like hey can i come here it's like yeah it's gonna cost you like x amount and i was like sure i just don't want to be down in the pit anymore like i'm tired of like you know bobbing my head these people and that was such a cool show like you know we got to be literally right front and center over top of the band for Amity and they put on like an awesome set and it was just a cool show for like you know she and I to be a part of and then we just drove home that night from Baltimore from Baltimore and then who else was it um I've seen Steel Panther several times I still have not seen them one of the drunkest I've ever had to deal with Chris was the result of a Steel Panther show I think I've told you this story before you have and we're gonna see them in a couple weeks and we can talk more about that later i i will likely have to get tickets i've never seen them but i've also been to some really weird local shows have you ever heard the band called wolves at the gate i have not except for i think you mentioned it before they're like this i I say the word christian but i mean they're like a christian emo band like hardcore screamo band Mm. why i was at the show because it was it was at the sea anal club Ah, the old Cano. And I, I actually met two people I went to elementary school with. Hmm. They just happened to be at the same show. And I was at the bar, and I look over, and there's this girl. And I was like, Sarah? And she's like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I thought you moved to Georgia. And like, no, I just backstage my family. And the show was here, so I came. Oh, and by the way, Lloyd's here. I'm like, Lloyd, like... The, the catcher for my baseball team. So I was like, it's like 2015 and we're just at this wolves at the gate show. It was so bizarre, man. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and I hated it. Cause I was there by myself, like still like in my work polo shirt, just looking so out of place, man. So out of place. Not thinking mm-hmm. what else I've been doing. Um, like show wise, like I've, I remember once, so actually, so the first time I saw Amity Affliction was actually with um, Motionless in White, Miss May I, and Amity Affliction. Just the look on your face says, man, I cannot imagine being there with you. Because I I wouldn't be. Can you you imagine my face on that show? I'd just be like, "Mm -mm." no, thank you. It's the no thank you face. It was a good show. You should have been there. 
You know, I will say this. If I were a 12-year-old girl frequenting the lobby of Hot Topic, I would love to be at that show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going I mean, I just I go to a lot of shows by myself and I'm just like, this sucks. Like well, that's because you're not a 12-year-old girl frequenting the lobby. No, 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 no not talking about those shows, but just like in general. Like I've gone to shows before by myself, and now I just I just don't go anymore. Like if it if I can't go with anyone. Like I just would rather not go at all. Like unless it is say, something that is so obscure, so like I don't want anyone to know I listen to this kind of music. I'm just I'm I'm not gonna go because it's just I don't. It's so boring to not have someone to experience the concert yeah, with. No, I get that. You know, I think um, you know, going with the right friends makes a big difference. If it's a specific band that you're already a big fan of, like sure. But otherwise, no. I, I got a notification pop up of a Metallica cover band coming to the Beacon Theater in Hopewell, and my initial reaction would was that would be actually super fun. But I shit you not, they are playing the same Friday that we're seeing actual Metallica in Jersey. Damn it! So I was I meant to send it to you as a joke of like, let's cancel our flights and our tickets and let's see this cover band instead. Although I did see. Kind of on this, you know, metal journey road so far. I saw a Metallica cover band play at the Norva, and I think that if I remember right, they're called Battery. I'll have to ask my friend Paul about that. And they were they were pretty solid. I've seen Metallica, I think six times, six or seven times so far. Um, and they that man that cover band was was pretty pretty good. Well, dude, I mean, I um a couple weeks ago, my coworker is a huge Van Halen fan. Yeah, he's got a Van Halen tattoo on his thigh. Young, young kid, deep in her thigh, pretty much. And I was like, "Hey, man, I, I, touch I just had to look it up. Dog. I just, I just Google. I, was, I knew there was the uh, Van, there was a Van Halen cover band, like a Van there. Halen experience, kind of like the Plink Floyd what the fuck thing. Are they called. Um, I knew there was a there was an ACDC band called Livewire. Uh, I can't remember what the the Van Halen one was called, but anyway. I knew what they were called. So I, I Googled them. I was like, dude, they're coming to the beacon. I was like, do you want to go? It's like, I mean, Van Halen, I mean, they're not touring ACDC. They're not coming anywhere close here ever again. It's like, it's a show. It's a concert. It's a cover band. I heard they're both good. And I was like, he's like, yeah, let's go. Time of my fucking life, dude. I'm sure I fun, got man. so fucking trashed for like $30. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> That's like two Mick Ultras at a venue. For real, man. So, I mean, I, I've been to a lot of concerts, man, and it's just been a lot of good times. Um, I've seen Polyphia a couple times. The first time I saw them was actually... I thought you at, hate Polyphia. I like old Polyphia. I hate Tim Henson. And <laughs> if I ever saw him, I'd want to punch him in his fucking face. What if he's like, just, hey, man, it's me, Tim? I'd be like, fuck you, Tim, you piece of shit. Why are you so fucking mean to your fucking fans? Is he? Bag. I don't know. He's like, oh, you're not as good as guitars, me? Fuck off and die. God, I fucking hate that douchebag. <laughs> <sighs> I don't have any real opinion about Polyphia, but I am amused about how heated you get about them. No, because the first time I saw them, I was like, dude, like, I'm at the Camel. Like, we talked about the stage at, you know, Kingdom, where yep. it's, you know, Teeny at our tiny. waist. I mean, the, the King, the camel stage is to your Smaller. fucking ankles it's like yeah. a step up that's yep. your stage and the bass player was fucking drunk as fuck 
the other guitar player, he's cool. The drummer, he, he had just been in the band for like a couple months. He was cool. But like like Tim, as like the leader of the band, so to say, like he's like, Oh, thanks for coming to this show. And I was like, Hey man, I I you know, I really like Crush and all these other fucking songs y'all play. He's like, oh, I, I mean, I guess, thanks. I'm like, man, fuck you, dude. dude. I fucking hate him so goddamn much. But then me and uh, Anthony and the man. Young Adam at a Polyphius show in a crop top Polyphius shirt with I heart Tim Henson or whatever his name is, crawled <laughs> across the back. And you're just going up to him like, oh, please, sir, can I have an autograph? And he's just like, oh, I guess, uh, thank you for coming. And then you're just like, from this moment on, I hate you forever. And now anytime it gets brought up, you're like, fuck that, dude. And now I dude, I fucking, dude, I saw a video the other day of Tim Henson doing some video about just some interview. I was like, I watched it, and I was just enraged the entire time. It's like, what a pompous dickbag. Yeah, I mean, we get it. You you love him. He's your favorite artist in the world. It's okay. No, he's a fucking piece of shit, and I hate him. Ugh. <laughs> God, I fucking hate him. If he was well, nice, if he was nice to his fans, I'd like him. But he's not nice. He's a, not a nice human being. Let's talk, <clears throat> about, let's talk about people who are nice to their fans. Matt. Dude, Matt Heavey. Yeah. He's so fucking nice. He's super what the, nice. What a nice fucking guy. Yeah, it, it it I enjoy every interaction we have with him. It makes me happy that he remembers who we are when we reference specific things, like you falling at soundstage when I asked him to make yeah, a video like for years, us. Yeah, like years, well, years later, too. Yeah, I was just like, hey, my, my buddy's that dude that cracked his nog at the soundstage so in like 2015, and you remember what I was talking about. And we've talked on Twitch 20, uh, several times. And when we did the meet and greet with them, we had a pretty lengthy discussion about jujitsu and you know like the half sumo partnership and like their sick backdrop backdrop and stuff. And he was very conversational, not just going through the motions of like, oh thanks, I hope you've bought enough CDs. You know what I mean? Like they're very conversational, nice dudes. I will also say, in similar vein, Lars Alk from Metallica was also super conversational and super friendly. I definitely had my Garth and Wayne backstage pass for Alice Cooper moment when I met Lars when you know <laughs> when Alice we're Cooper was like, it's actually it's actually Milwaukee I had that moment with Lars because I met him for Orion Did you Fest. say that I didn't say we're not worthy but I was definitely awkward as shit because the way it worked at Orion Fest the inaugural one anyone was, named Orion gets a backstage pass no it's uh, close so what happened was um each of the band members had their own like section. It's almost like a campground. So like Rob Trujillo had a half pipe where like pro skaters were at. And then Kirk Hammett had like a uh, almost like a house Surf of show. horrors. No, he had a house of horrors of his favorite horror movies and stuff. James Hatfield had some of his guitars um, and Lars was doing a he was he played a role in a movie. I can't remember the movie, but he did a minor role in it and he helped produce the film and, and whatnot. And so they, they screamed the movie like throughout the weekend and it's hot as shit. And I was like, you know what? Let me go to this. You, when you go in, you get a ticket. If you're over 21, you got a free beer and popcorn. I was like, that's pretty cool. So screened the movie. I caught the second half of the movie. And then when it was over, Lars's dad came out and answered questions. And I was like, Oh, that's super random. But how cool is that? That Lars's dad comes out here. And then randomly, Lars Ulrich came out and everyone lost their mind. And you can raise your hand and ask for the microphone to ask a question. And I got lucky. I got to ask him a question. And I asked because 
I actually knew that where they were filming the movie was super close to where he actually lived. And I was like, how do you kind of go from that disconnect of going to this place? I think the movie was set in like the 40s or something like that. And how do you have this disconnect from, oh, I'm going to film a movie and be in character of somebody who's like in the 40s. And then at the end of the day, just like go home and do normal Metallica shit. And so I asked him about that. And I mentioned just as an aside, like, oh, by the way, my name is Orion. Like, this is super cool. And he joked. He's like, the fuck? Your name is Orion? Let's let's get this kid a backstage pass. And I just Wayne's world the shit out of it. I was like, oh, (laughs) cool. Yeah. And I left it at that, asked my question, and then just like sat down in the audience and like didn't do anything else. And I have been so pissed at myself for the past decade. Like I know you he was just fucking idiot. But he was also the way he did it, like the tone and cadence he did it in was kind of like laughy jokey. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to be that asshole who's like, where's my backstage pass? <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, hand down. It's like, hello, uh, backstage pass, please. Yeah, exactly. Because and and how awkward would that have been? He's like, oh, it's like, <laughs> like backstage laminates coming through, coming yeah, through. Exactly. My name's Orion. <laughs> Fuck you. Exactly. But I do regret that to this day. That I wish I had been like stuck to my guns and be like, yeah, what the fuck? Like Lars said, I got a backstage. Again, he was very clearly saying it in just like an offhanded, like jokey kind of way. But uh, it tortures Dude, me to this day. What if on Saturday after the first show, get Metallica tattoos? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll say it right yes. now. I'm saying it on a recording tonight. If you wanted to go get Metallica tattoos, I would go and do that with you. All right. So what I'll do is I'll splooge on you and you can get a low tattoo outline. <laughs> I don't think that they would be able to get a needle small enough to cover the area. Nor do I want that on me. <laughs> All right. So I'll get the, the cemetery tattoo. You can get Lady Justice. All I'm saying is, ooh, I was literally going to say, like, if we wanted it to be more minimalist, you could get, like, a single, like, cross tombstone from puppets, and I can get a single scale, like, this, just Justice's scales. Yes. Yes. On our knuckles. I thought you were going to say on our nuts. <laughs> <laughs> My nuts have weighed you. <laughs> you are not worthy. <laughs> the scale of my nuts. Uh, real talk. Not, 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 Where are not- my eyeballs? Not not nutsack tattoos, but if you wanted to get like a minimalist like crucifix and ju- and scales tattoo, uh, calling it now. This is recorded. It'll be all over the airwaves. I would do it. Does Chris have a tattoo? He does have a tattoo just on his nuts. Tattoo? It's low on his nutsack. It just says "fixer" <laughs> across his balls. <laughs> just X X X down the seam. Yep, gross. <laughs> all right well it's on the airwaves now so it's definitely gonna be in the airwaves um yep. let's just make sure we go i will say this as a precursor legitimately i am down to do that and i think it would be fucking cool let's my only request let's go to a good shop and actually get a good tattoo all right so don't bring my blue ink pen in rubber bands and battery powered <laughs> vibrator and just oh you got an x on your sack what is that for it's the first x in fixer i have a lot more to do <laughs> it also stands for x please help me i have hepatitis <laughs> oh god <laughs> whatever oh we shared a scrot needle <laughs> what have we done <laughs> <laughs> a scrot needle scrot needs 2k 23 uh. dude
<laughs> that show's gonna be great. I'm excited. That's awesome. What is the what first? Up? Wait, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Ladies first. So first metal show you ever went to? Metal show. <sighs> All right. So Kiss was my first show. I remember 2004. I saw Motley Crue. That counts. Uh, no, I, I don't really really count hair metal. Uh, you know, as a metal show. I'm thinking like when I think metal, I think about you know the down and dirty like alley cats national kind of stuff the earliest i can recall probably was trivium and all that remains of the national when i was i think a uh, a freshman just out of high school at john tyler so i was 18 years old and went to my first like national show. Mm. And that was the show that um oh fuck, was it Tra- uh, Travis hit his cymbals so hard that he cracked one and they had to stop the show to replace a cymbal. And like Matt Heavey's like, ha, our drummer, he hits him so hard, ha. And that's when Matt had like long hair, so he looked cool when he was making these dumb jokes. He's growing uh, his hair back out, dog. I hope so, man. He's like, Just bring it back, man. He's like, I can, grow, I can, I can grow my hair back. I'm like, yes, please do. It's weird having like two bald guys, a short-haired guy, and then Corey. <laughs> Just, I, I need some like a balance, like a one-to-one balance there. But that was probably my first metal show. Uh, I mean, I'd seen other shows, you know, like local bands and everything, like the uh, Canal Club, Alley Cats, and everything. But I really wouldn't count those as because I can't remember them. You know, I, I can't remember who played there. I remember I was there. But I don't remember who played. But I, I just remember. I think I, I just remember really Shoals. It was me, Shoals. Billy was driving in Pobiak. I think he and I, Pobiak and I, were in the back seat, and Shoals had like a flask. In the front seat, <laughs> and he's like seventeen, and he's like ripping hits from it, and he's like, we're all like taking rips from it, and like past to Billy, he's like, you want one? And Billy's like, no, I'm driving. He's like, oh yeah, you're right. And he just takes it for him. <laughs> I think that was probably my first metal show. One of my first metal shows, it might have been my first metal, like real metal show, was actually pretty stacked. Because it was, and I'm, I'm I'm doing some digging to make sure I'm correct in this. The first metal show I went to was Metallica. And the openers were Mudvayne, Deftones, Linkin Park, and Limp Bizkit. Oh, <laughs> Obviously, man. Limp Bizkit was terrible. However, Mudvayne, Deftones, and Linkin Park were fucking awesome. And Metallica blew me away. And it was, again, the Summer Sanitarium. I'm pretty sure... They only played Frantic and St. Anger from St. Anger. Um, but yeah, that was one of the first shows. It was actually one of the first shows I ever went to. It's certainly the first metal show I ever went to. One of the first shows I ever went to, oddly enough, is still one of the best concerts I've been to. Not metal, but it was Incubus and 30 Seconds to Mars in 2002. You, you've said that before. 
it was awesome. It was a fantastic show. They were both super, super dope. We have a couple of signed 30 Seconds to Marshall's act or CDs randomly enough. Um, but yeah, that Metallica show to this day, seeing Metallica for the first time, arguably one of my favorite music memories of my life, for sure. And seeing them again here in a few weeks, buddy, I am so pumped. Yeah, I, mean, I think seeing, I man, I remember I saw, again, I saw Kiss in 2000 with my dad on the farewell tour with Ted Nugent and Skid Row. Saw the Kiss again in 2003 with Aerosmith, Kiss again in 2004 with Poison on the Rock the Nation tour. Uh, it, it's so funny, like, going back to, like, certain memories from my, as a kid that are fucking burned and ingrained in my brain. Because I just mm-hmm. repeated and lived them over and over and over again. And now I can't tell you what the fuck I listened to last week, if not this morning. Like, it's just funny. It's crazy but, how, like, some music memories are burned into your brain. And then other ones kind of come and go. Like, we talked about this when like, we did. Like, I've been to Mayhem six, seven times. But I cannot, mm-hmm. outside of my concussion from Trivium, <laughs> being... In my seat for Kill Switch Gage while the rest of my band was in the wall of death on the lawn. Sitting under the awning with Shoals during Rob Zombie. Being up front for Three Inches of Blood and in this moment in the same spot. Those are the only memories I really have from mm-hmm. Mayhem. Mm-hmm. But I was there so many years, I, I just I can't can't relive them all. And yep. even with Trivium, like we've seen them so many times, they start to blur together of which concert was what. Yep. Yeah. We've struggled with that a few times. We're like, wait, which one was the set list for? I don't think that'll be the case when we see Metallica. But yeah, I mean, that's crazy how many memories kind of, you know, blur together. I remember having, you know, like Alexander the Great blasting it on repeat on my Philips MP3 player. And then I remember when, um, like blasting Precious Jerusalem by Blind Guardian and telling my friends, like, oh, there's like 40 vocal tracks of Hans like Hirsch in this. And just, I don't know, there's certain albums and songs that when you hear just immediately transport you to a certain time of your life. So, for example, high school. And I tell anytime I hear Rust in Peace by Megadeth, Sound of Perseverance by Death, um, just most things by Blind Guardian, Caught Somewhere in Time by Maiden, those albums in particular just immediately transport me to high school. And even when we do these album reviews, I can think about it from the context of re-listening to the album now, but there's certain albums that just immediately transport you back. And it's like, holy shit, that was 16, 17 years ago. I mean, I was introduced to death when I was, I think I was a junior in high school. And I distinctly remember hearing that for the first time. Also, I think I told the story last year. One of my favorite just funny metal moments was Chris and my buddy and our buddy Todd and I, I've told you this before, we took a road trip from Norfolk to uh, Wintergreen for a snowboarding trip. And we made a gentleman's agreement in the car ride, the three of us in a truck that we would take turns picking one song each. Like that was our agreement. We each take a turn picking a song. So Chris picks like Fixer or whatever. And I probably pick fucking, 
I don't know, probably disturbed or some shit at this point. And Todd, being the giant piece of shit that he is, yeah, Todd, I'm talking about <laughs> you, picks sleep. Oh, no, he picks Jerusalem by sleep, which is a 48-minute Doom Stoner metal song. And he was abiding by the rules of our gentleman's agreement. That was a 48-minute song. And it was his pick for the next song. And pretty much from Richmond to Charlottesville was one song. And it was that song. This happened in like 2005. I'm still mad about it. And it's been almost 20 years. <laughs> As you should be. What a piece of shit. Oh, my God. Still mad about it. But still, to this day, one of my funniest favorite metal moments. Uh, eat a dick, Todd. Thank you for playing music at my wedding. But uh, you can uh, suck a dick. You fuck off and die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I'm talking about the time I played, you know, Shogun twice at my girlfriend's 16th birthday party. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, she's like, I was like, I'm tired of this pop shit. Can I play something, please? She's like, you play two songs. I'm just like, oh, Shogun two times. And Buddy was there, and it was just him and I just like sitting by the stereo, just headbanging to Shogun <laughs> for the next 22 minutes. Because <laughs> I play, I was like, oh, might as well just hit restart. I got my second song I can play, and it's always kids in the party. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? Should have played, um, should have played, uh, Dante's Inferno by Iced Earth. That would have been a good one too. Like a, or, I think nine you minutes. Know, High, or Highlander, the one by Lost Horizon. Mm. And we talked about that. We we what would do an episode of just like the ten minute epic plus epi- like just these songs that are so great that are just obnoxiously long. Like and, you could do like songs that are ten minutes or longer, yeah, but capped off at like fifteen or eighteen minutes, so sleep doesn't count. <laughs> yep. Uh, let me see. Like, what about find... sleep? I'm trying to find. Is Dope Smoker one song? That song is an hour and three minutes long. Where's Jerusalem? Dude, I mean Terry, he listens to a bunch of long, random shit. Yeah, the song's like, you know, a casual 40-minute song. Like, no thanks. That's not casual. The Jerusalem and Dope Smoker are two versions of the third studio album. Uh, it's 52 minutes long. Now it's broken into four, five parts, six parts on uh, on um, YouTube, but I'm pretty sure on the disc version, it's one song. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. I, uh, no thank you. No, thank you. Well, look, buddy, we uh, well, hey, real, well, real quick, man, I want to ask you one last thing. Mm-hmm. The journey so far, what have you been listening to here recently that's kind of new and fresh? New and fresh, if anything, I, I've got something I wanted to share with you, but I just didn't know if you had anything. I mean, you know, for the past couple of years, again, it's gonna be no surprise, always enjoyed digging into like Gojira. Re-listening to Court of the Dragon by Trivium. Listen to a couple things here and there. Listening to Lux Eterna, especially this this coming month, more. And I will say my initial uh, impression of it's the best album of the Trujillo Elba. Uh, tr- sorry, the Trujillo era. I stand by, and I still think Lux Eterna fits very nicely in the pocket between Black Album and Load. And then 
yeah, I mean, those have been kind of more of the more recent metal. A lot of also recently been doing a lot of fit for an autopsy. So like Hellions and their Lamb of God cover are chef's kiss. Excellent. Really enjoy those. Um, those have really been the main things from a metal more, I guess, a more modern metal standpoint. And then just listening to a bunch of random other other shit. What about you? I wanted to play a couple songs for you real quick. This is the first one I've ever listened to a lot. To if it's Coco Melon, I am smashing my face through the monitor. No, I mean, it, it, you, I think you'll like it, man. Feel this down in my uh, my loins. Alright, jokes aside. Alright. Yeah, let's play so I, do uh, actually, I do actually want to show you. Um so I found this band. Oh fuck. I posted a link for a song that actually we should listen to. All right, well, that I is a recent. Find my song, real quick. Hold, please. I think we mentioned it already. I know Buddy mentioned. It. I think we mentioned it a couple of times, but I will say, in terms of just like a daily banger, I don't remember if we played the audio from it or not. But I put two songs in here. I put the link for one and the title for the other. You can play the one for the link first if you'd like. Oh yeah, Buddy text about this, uh... dude. Have you listened to this song? Uh, we'll find out. Oh, dude, I've been listening to the song honestly a lot. Even like my go to. I've been jamming the fuck out of that song. Yeah, Billy and Buddy have been going back and forth about Silosis, which is a good band. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Bleed From Within, like our three-way chat, it's just them just constantly barraging about these those two fucking bands. Um, no, I wanted to show you this band. Um, it's called Witch Hazel. Witch Hazel. Not Witch Finder it's... General? Witch Hunter General? No. It's called Witch Hazel. W-Y-T-C-H space hazel um they just released an album they're kind of like led zeppelin meets 19 uh, 1400s medieval times um they're it's just called you know witch hazel for sacrament and i just i kind of want you to hear like it's just probably my favorite i'm gonna play two songs real quick for you one's an instrumental the other one is um like the song that le- it leads into, but it's pretty fucking cool. It's really cool, just like atmospheric. 
guitar sound to it. I'm just gonna jump to like the end of it. It's only like a, it's a minute and a half, and then it jumps right into, which is probably my favorite song on, the, on this album. It's called "Endless Battle." Just just listen to this. It's it's. I think you'd really like it, man. I figured you wouldn't like it actually, but it just—it's really good. I do like, like it. It's just good, like rock music, man. It, you know, we are the Metal Oasis. This is the Metal Oasis podcast. Talks about our metal journey. Listen to metal albums, and everything. But you know, seventies rock is a part of that journey, mm-hmm. and I, I think the one of the biggest downfalls is we don't have music like this anymore. You know, that is mainstream. You know, it just, but it's just good. It's just good, just grooving rock music. And I love, I will just play this album. I'll just put Witch Hazel on when I'm at work. Send me that link, dog. Yeah, I'll send it to you, man. Um, I mean, we listen, we did the, we did, like in Sad Wings. So, you know, you know, I like me some classics. So, I mean, and as a little bit, you know, a little throwback, you know, like this is music. Like, that's my pick for this week, man. I want to show it to you because it's, you know, the recap, the road so far we've traveled, man. We've talked about our concerts. We've talked about our episodes. We've talked about just life and music in general. I wanted to show you this to you because I've been wanting to show it to you for a long time. For like the past couple weeks anyway. But it's just a cool album, man. I think you'd really, really dig it. I would. I mean, going 100%. back to like, that's their fourth album. It came out just this month in June of 2023. Um, and it just, they call themselves... Like, um, like Iron Maiden meets fourteen hundreds middle uh, Middle Ages. Like, it's pretty cool, good stuff, and it just all just like groovy, straightforward, just rock music. Um, but pretty good track to go after Hellions by Fit for an Autopsy. <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy! Nice what little bounce. Nice little bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, real quick, before we wrap up, did you listen to the new single by Death Clock, Aortic Desecration? I have not yet. We may have to save that. may have to save that little... uh, Before we go, I wanted to share this one last story with you. 
Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I said this on the podcast before. It's, my wife and I, she and just, I work together. My wife and I are in the car, getting on the interstate. <laughs> my wife, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's cute. She's got her like Lily Pulitzer dress on. It's bright. It's flamboyant. Not flamboyant, but you know, bright, sparkly, just very feminine. She's got her makeup on, all dolled up. Going into the office, looks nice. The way that she looked at me and said, huh, aortic desecration. You think that's the kind of music we should listen to at 8 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> just hearing this really just prim and proper young lady just say the words aortic, aortic desecration. desecration. <laughs> just as it's blasting me, just... Da, 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 da. Just... It just in my mind, I just got so fucking weak. I'm like, this is so fucking funny. Aortic <laughs> uh, desecration. Let's swing by donkeys on the way to work. Well, buddy, that's episode 50. I can't believe it. Going long and strong, and we got many albums coming down the pipe. Um, again, I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm going to say it again. Thank you again to everybody that's listening to us week in and week out religiously. We definitely appreciate that. You know, Matt, Chris, the Lord of Sweden. Uh, you know, again, we definitely appreciate all the feedback we get, the comments, the shares. Uh, we're doing a little better on Twitter. Uh, we had Dr. Two sharing some feedback. Uh, our buddy Nige Savage doing some feedback. And again, Tom from Shadow Outcast definitely spreading the love for us, definitely getting some more, you know, clicks and views and listens. And again, we, uh, the whole goal of this podcast is just to share Ryan and I's mental journey, our mental experience, week in and week out, by different albums that we that grew up and listened to, that we get just first exposed to with like "Life Is But a Dream" by Ben Sevenfold, do flashbacks with the, our classic rewinds, and just find random shit like you know head to head, top ten album intros and other stuff. And we got some fun stuff coming down the pipe, and I think that more more people may like. So. Again, everybody, please continue to like and share what we have on Facebook and on Twitter, the Metal Oasis Podcast. We are on uh, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Again, I mean, you know we listen to podcasts. If you listen to us now, it's on one of those services. So, again, please like, get one of those five-star reviews. We definitely appreciate that. It bumps us up the list on the categories and rankings and searches history. So, again... Share us, love us, listen to us, tell your friends we're the best. We definitely appreciate that. Um, Ryan, you got any last words for us here on episode 50? No, the, the road goes on, buddy. We, we're just scratching the surface of all of the fun content that we're going to uncover. And it's been a journey, buddy. I can't believe, I honestly can't believe it's already been close to a year. I feel like we were just talking about Apex and I was stuck in security in Seattle waiting in the unlimited line replaying apex over and over and when we first talked about that episode i was like yeah i guess i'll check it out and then i just could not stop blasting that out and that was almost a year ago so time moves quick but we got a lot of stuff ready to rock and roll locked and loaded i'm excited man we got we got a lot of shit to talk about absolutely all right buddy well have a good night and with that i will catch you on the flip side Later, a midoo.